Welcome to episode 43 of Too Old for This Podcast, your safe space for grown-up talk about childish things. A lot to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, or whatever the title was when you saw it. And we're also going to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog, and we're going to catch up all the way to season episode 4 of Star Trek Picard. So that's a lot. Spoiler alert for every topic we just mentioned, and everything we talk about on this show always... Let's go under the after. DJ Kevy Kev off the flex. <laughs> How you doing, my brother? I'm good. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm uh, I'm a little under the weather. I actually sound better today than i have in the last like <laughs> week but um but no i'm i'm uh i'm getting better uh just been i don't know i've been i, I got hit with a head cold yeah so we uh we've had a stomach bug in our house here uh little lucas uh and i both have been uh have been battling a little bit of a, a stomach flu the last couple of days oh, no, okay. uh, Yep, but here we are. It's the it's the deep, it's deep winter here in Canada. It's yeah. it's February eighteenth, and uh, you know what? This is the time of year when people get sick, when people uh, kind of just want to crawl into their holes and hibernate. Yeah. Um, Tis the season. Think, Tis the yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, it's in the air. It's in the air right now. It's yeah. in the air right now. Yeah. Uh, but but I mean I mean this is why we turn to the things we love uh, at this time. You yeah. know, especially movies and TV shows for guys like you and me. Uh, and today we have a lot to talk about because there's a bit a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, we have to review Harley Quinn Birds of Prey, uh, which we have not done yet, even no. though it's been out for a couple couple of weeks now. Uh, it's been an interesting story, oh, this just movie. Just over a week, a week and a, uh, week and a bit. That's true. That's yeah, true. Not, not, not quite two weeks yet. Okay. So, um, And uh, we're going to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog, which came out this weekend. Uh, this weekend, last weekend, yeah. This past weekend, yeah. and uh, broke a record. Uh, I guess it set the record for the highest opening weekend for any video game movie ever. Yep. Yeah, um, which uh, I I thought was a pretty surprising statistic. I thought there must have been some big hit video game movie mm-hmm. before this. But, I thought maybe uh, Resident Evil. Um, I figured that would have been the biggest, yeah maybe. But, I don't uh, know. I guess I guess they really haven't. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna this is gonna I'm gonna be thinking about this for a while. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like there's some movie that people just aren't thinking of when they say that 55 million was the biggest opening weekend for a video game movie. But. Um, Anyway, that's cool. You saw it, so you're going to talk about that, and we're also going to catch yeah. up on Star Trek Picard. Uh, yeah. We've been we've been horribly neg- negligent. We haven't talked about it since episode two, I believe, uh, or episode one even. Um, but but we're up to episode four. Episode five is coming this week in a couple of days, yeah. so we're going to uh, review all that all that show too so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, are we starting with Birds of Prey. That's right, Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, originally. So, okay. Um, I, I must have missed this in, in the news. Like I saw something about it having a name change or whatever, but <laughs> so is it now called Harley Quinn yes. and the Birds of Prey? Yes. So when I watched it, it was called Birds of Prey, the emancipa- uh, I can't even say it, the emancipation. Uh, okay, let me let I me let me try. Let me try. Let me try. I've been I've yeah. been rehearsing. Let me try. All right, go for it. Harley Quinn. No, no, no. <laughs> I fucked it up. First try. <laughs> uh okay. It was Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of the one the one fantabulous no the fantabulous emancipation that's it of the one Harley Quinn okay so obviously the title alone was a big problem and (laughs) probably probably a reason the movie underperformed expectations a little bit maybe even though it broke even though I don't know I don't yeah it definitely bombed right. It, yeah, that's why no, they changed the name. Yeah, that's why they changed the name. Yeah, and opened to I don't remember how much it opened to. Was it like thirty million? Or, uh, I feel or, like it was like thirty-two or thirty-three, if right, I remember correctly. Okay. Anyway, so the movie uh, it underperformed. It was projected to make fifty-five. I it, believe it, it had right? it had really positive reviews before it came out. Yeah, you know everybody it was like, "Wow, we're surprised by how fun it is." Yeah. And um, you know, it's the female Deadpool, um, yeah. or it's DC's Deadpool or whatever um, is what I heard about it, and then. It bombs, and yeah. the big story is this movie bombs, even though everybody said it was good. Um, why? Why? And then they changed the title. Like on, the, I think it was on the Sunday yeah. of opening weekend, they officially changed the title to Harley Quinn 
colon yeah. birds of prey. Yeah, the birds of prey. Uh, which is what it always should have been. It's a Harley Quinn movie. It's not a Birds of Prey movie. It really is. It's a, it's a Harley Quinn movie. The Birds of Prey are in there too, mm. and and they're okay. But um, it's not their movie. It's Harley Quinn's movie, obviously. Yeah. And it was a big mistake not to call this movie Harley Quinn. Yeah. Um, I, I, it was dumb. Uh, I, I don't. I'll I don't be, know. If, I'll be honest. So I I know next to nothing about the Birds of Prey. But going into this, I thought Harley Quinn was part of the Birds of Prey. So this was, uh, I, no I don't want to say, I don't want to say false advertising, but it was, it was mixed advertising, I guess, because, yeah. um, uh, for myself going into this, like I said, uh, I've never read, a have never read a Harley Quinn comic. I've never read a Birds of Prey comic. So right. going into this, I assumed that Harley Quinn was part of the Birds of Prey and this was her bringing the Birds of Prey together. That's right, the, right, right. That's kind of what I thought got going into this right. but obviously oh. i was pleasantly surprised that it wasn't i mean i mean well i mean <clears throat> in the in this movie universe it's kind of what happens yeah. but um the, yeah i don't i don't uh, know who, i don't know I, I, was no, she sorry. part of the birds of prey though i have no idea look right? I, this is the, this is the thing right like <laughs> i didn't care about this movie going in because okay, spoiler I, I don't care i don't care about these characters yeah. before before this granted, film you granted. know um, I gave this film a chance to get to make me care about these characters. Yeah, of course, yeah. um, didn't really happen. But uh, spoiler alert: she leaves before the birds of prey get together. <laughs> so, <laughs> to my knowledge, she wasn't part of the birds of prey. So <laughs> that's the way I yeah. took it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, if you look, if you're a birds of prey fan, and if we're <laughs> if we're if we're crapping all over their legacy, I, I apologize. But. Um, I personally am not a Birds of Prey fan. I don't know their story. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it wasn't important to me. I was just hoping for some cool characters yeah. in this film. Uh, I think we got one. <laughs> Huntress is is a, is a pretty cool um, character, right? I'll, I think that. I'll, I'll be honest. I enjoyed Harley Quinn in this film. Right. I did um, not. Okay. But go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I, I enjoyed her, her character in the film. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't really, when I was watching it, I wasn't really thinking Deadpool, but afterwards, my buddy said to me, he's like, it was basically the female version of Deadpool, and I kind of looked at him like, yeah, I guess you're kind of right there. (laughs) A a little bit, right? Because she does does break the fourth wall. She does address address the audience, but she she doesn't like talk. She doesn't like talk about the real world outside of the film the way Deadpool does. She doesn't 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 get meta. Yeah, yeah. Right, it's not meta, um, but it does. She does break the fourth wall, and there is Definitely. a lot of adult humor. Yes. So it does. It does feel a little bit Deadpooly. For yeah, sure. a yeah. little bit, but not as extreme. And violent, and it's it's it you know R-rated violent. It's a little bit of gory violence. Um, was so it that, gory that, though? That, I I didn't think it was gory. Well, there was a, <sighs> a little bit. There of was blood. There, there was a, there was a face cut off. Uh, they didn't actually show the face being cut off, but they showed the no. face after it was yeah. cut off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's pretty True. gory. I guess. And then w- when she was breaking a guy's leg in a fight, and she broke it three, <laughs> uh, she broke it three that's ways. Right. Three times. Uh, <laughs> I that I, I call, I count that as gory for sure. <laughs> I forgot. Um, but it was comedic though. Like it wasn't. Um, it wasn't right. like, like saw Deadpool glory, uh, gory. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like bones went flying out of his leg and shit. It right. was very comedic gory. You right, know what I mean? Right. Like right. Uh, it was comic book gory. Like Right. If it, it was if very it, it was very comic-y. That's the one thing I'm going to say about this film is probably my problem with it bigger more than anything is that it 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 does not try to be realistic. It it is this is silly can, and ridiculous. It's like to me the script um yeah. if you take if you take the R-rated elements out of it, yeah. it's it's just an animated TV script. It's right. just like it's just like an episode of Harley but, Quinn and Birds of Prey that you would that you would have seen at four o'clock after school. Right. Uh, and, Can I just say something yeah, real but, quick though? Yeah, and to uh, what what we were talking about like two seconds ago, if it bends, it's funny. If it breaks, it's not. Right. So that's something I learned back in the day. Right. And that to me that translate to this film because it bends, but it didn't break. I'm talking about like the limbs right when they showed okay. the limbs they didn't actually break you get what i'm saying um that guy's leg was definitely broken it was broken but what i'm saying is it didn't like it didn't actually like snap in half like 
Right. You understand what I'm saying? You understand where I'm getting at? It's stated one piece. Yeah. Right. So, but anyways, I just wanted to throw that in there. Okay. That's just the way I look at it. Okay. So the difference between comedy violence and, and realistic violence you're saying is in comedy violence, you bend things yes. and in realistic violence you break you things. break it exactly oh exactly that's the way I, interesting way I i'm gonna it. i'm gonna i'm gonna keep that in my back of my head going forward yeah. uh that's it that's an interesting thought but um well, anyways, yeah, sorry. yeah i'm sorry no i didn't want to cut you off if you weren't you're not you're not done yet so um, no, no that was that was it i just wanted to make that, that okay point. because like i said okay. the violence in this in this movie was comedic and even when that part when she jumped on the guy's legs and they yeah. did go <laughs> right yeah. i even I went, ooh, because to me that was like, I've, I, that's one of my fears. Whenever I have my legs stretched across something, yeah, that's the one thing I always picture in my head is some asshole coming along and jumping on my legs. Right. But that's just the way my brain works. Right. And when I saw it happen on the screen, I did go, ooh. But again, it was like, it wasn't like, ooh, and then cover your eyes because it's so disgusting. It was, right. ooh, that's my worst fear. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. It's not right. like, so the, like I said, there were there was a lot of violence. Gory. The, the, there was a lot of violence that was played that way, though. That yeah. was just played for the for the like re, like the wince reaction that the audience would give, mm-hmm. with without like uh, a barf reaction or yes. a yeah, yeah, <laughs> or exactly. run out of the theater reaction. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's that kind of movie. It's it's silly, kind of you know. It's that's kind of slapsticky. Um, it, but it, it's ne- it never. Uh, I'm try I was going to say it never tries to be super gritty and realistic and like and oh, like no. heavy but but that's not true it does it, and that, and that's and that and that's another one of my problems with it is that it it, it feels completely unbalanced yeah there there's a scene where where red mask or black mask black sorry mask, yeah. um and Ewan McGregor is really fun as black mask you know he's a scene chewing character but he's kind of yeah. I mean he kind of just reminded me of Jared Leto's Joker from from Suicide Squad in the way that his character behaved and was even the way he was filmed even right. um, a lot like he he was a, a slightly different take on a character just like that just like the a gangster who's just like kind of maniacal <clears throat> at the same time as being super smart and in control but just like really enjoying his power all the time right. and. Um, and there's a scene where he's in his club and he's and he makes that woman stand on the table and strip and he makes her husband strip her in front of everybody yeah. and it's like it's it's really kind of a sh- a shocking ugly scene uh, that's that's no fun in the movie in a movie that's full of scenes that are intended to be fun even even when they are like the more shocking or violent yeah. scenes um, and I felt like there were a couple a couple of instances of imbalance like that and I uh, I just I really hated the writing of this movie I, honestly Kev I I. I heard a lot of people say it was better than Suicide Squad, and I disagree. And I don't like Suicide Squad. I'm not a Will Smith. I'm not a Will Smith fan at all. But this movie, Birds of Prey, uh, Harley Quinn, whatever it's called, uh, really made me miss Will Smith. And you know what else it really? You know what else it really made me miss was Ben Affleck. Oh, Ben yeah. Affleck. Yeah, because Batman, the Batman yeah. parts in Suicide Squad, yeah, to me, are, the, are the highlights. Yeah, yeah, that was, I, I actually did um, like those parts, yeah. There's there's nothing like that in Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, it, like all rests on Margot Robbie and Ewan McGregor, mm-hmm. and they're, they're both great, but I don't think that the material that they were carrying was strong enough for me to really just enjoy it at all. Um uh, and the script, oh my god, it's it, like I, it, it is like an animated TV show script, like just silly things. Like she comes walking out of the bar after having a bad night because she just broke up with Joker, and it happens to be a bar across the street from Ace Chemicals, and there happens to be a semi there mm-hmm. that she can just climb in and start up and drive right into Ace Chemicals, and it just explodes. And the joke, and it's it's the Joker's hideout. They said that, yeah. and and there's no Joker's men there to defend it, and there's no joker in this movie by the way either so the rest of the movie is supposed to be the fallout from her blowing up ace chemicals and none of that fallout comes from the joker and the joker's crew it's Mm -hmm. ridiculous like she's being chased by every gang in town she just blew up ace chemicals and broke up with the joker and the joker is not after her everybody's after her but not the the biggest guy not the guy that she fucking uh just uh attacked just blew up his headquarters it's uh, the writing is so bad. It's so just like there's no ver uh, verisimilitude. There's no attempt to make this feel like this is a real world that that we could actually live in. It's 
it's obviously a farcical mm-hmm. like TV show kind of affair the entire time, and that's why I just never really got into it. Suicide Squad was bad and probably never should have been made, mm-hmm. but if I'm comparing the two, definitely I take Suicide Squad. Uh, okay. and, and, I'm, and I'm looking forward to James Gunn's Suicide Squad 2 and what they do with Harley Quinn in that movie, and I hope it's better than, mm-hmm. than whatever this was. Um, I also want to say the egg sandwich thing wasn't funny to me. It was gross. It was gross. It just grossed me out. And I just, you know, watching a person eat in close up, especially eating something greasy and sloppy in close up Mm -hmm. to me is just like, it's just gross. And I don't, and, and I don't know. I just, a lot of the (laughs) things about this movie I didn't like. I do want to say the caveat Huntress uh, was a fun, cool character. Mm -hmm. um, And, I thought she should get her own CW show. If you gave me a CW show with that character, with that writing, mm. um, I think you'd have a great, great show. Probably not ready for you know a film, um, or maybe if you if you had an ensemble cast that was all as strong as Huntress, maybe you'd have a good film then. Mm-hmm. But um, to me, uh, she was the only bright spot in this film. My really, o- that- my my only gripe with her character was. Um- she reminded me too much of um, what's her face. Um, uh, why am I drawing like her name right now? Uh, from Kill Bill, um, Lucy. Lucy Lou. Lucy Lou. No, is it Lucy Lou? Um, I'm drawing a blank. But anyways, her backstory. Remember when they went all? Oh, cartoon, okay, yeah. Her backstory right? was very much like Kill Bill. Yes, yeah. that's true. Remember, like when yeah. they went all cartoon, whatever. Yeah. Yep. It, yep. It, um. Fuck, I can't even remember her name on in the movie right now. But anyways, it reminded me too much of that. Other than that, uh, I had no problems with her character as well. Sure. I thought she was fine. Sure. She was funny, and I liked I, just, I liked her whole thing where she wanted everybody to call her Huntress, and everybody was calling her the crossbow killer. The crossbow killer, yeah. <laughs> and even though she was she was the like the baddest ass fighter in the group, she was the deadliest one in the group. Yeah. Uh, everybody's always like laughing at her and she, nobody could, nobody will take her seriously. And that's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a total cool thing. And the actress, I wish I had her name in front of me. Um, um it's, uh, Oh my God. She did. She did a great job. <laughs> the girl from, um, uh, Scott Pilgrim. Um, why am I drawing a blank on her name too now? Uh, something Winslet. Um, Oh my God. <laughs> okay. I'm pulling it up now just I, because I hate when that we, we've, we've definitely, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Mary something Winstead. Uh, Mary Mary Elizabeth Winstead. There you yes. go. Winstead. That's it. Uh, yes, she was the highlight of this film for me. Yeah, I hope no, she, she gets. Good. I hope she gets a TV show. I hope. I hope this Huntress character. Mm-hmm. Come, maybe. Maybe. I don't know if it's too late to put her in Suicide Squad, but uh, I hope we see more of this Huntress character. Anyway, it was. Wor- it's worth revisiting her. Um, okay. But for me, uh, I'm going to wrap up my portion of my review of uh, Harley Quinn: Birds of Prey. Look, yeah. if you're a Harley Quinn fan, you're going to like this, obviously, yeah. uh, because you want all the Harley Quinn you can get. I'm not a Harley Quinn fan. I don't think I'm ever going to be at this point. Uh, my mind is going to stay open. Um, Suicide Squad 2, I'm looking forward to, but uh, I, I don't recommend this film to anyone except for people who are already fans of Harley Quinn. Sure. Um, to me, it's an awful movie. Uh, it's like a it's like a four out of ten for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, I, I'm a little bit different from, uh, Jer. I yes, actually, disagree. Disagree. yeah, no, I, I enjoyed this film. I well, I didn't, I didn't walk out of it loving it, but it was a fun popcorn flick. And that's exactly, uh, I believe that's the exact words I said to you after I watched it is it's a fun yeah. popcorn flick. Yeah. And, um, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's got a lot of bright colors, um, it's not a very in-depth story. Like, it's not like we're not talking like the Irishman here or anything like that. <laughs> like, you don't yeah. don't go into this film looking for like some deep story that uh, great storytelling. Just go into this film uh, expecting to see a bunch of like you know fireworks and pretty colors essentially, and and, <laughs> and, and fight scenes with and, jokes. Yeah, fight fighting uh, fight scenes with. Uh, Again, with like pretty colors. <laughs> I just I just thought of another comparison. Yeah, go uh, for it. Zombieland. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just like comedy action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay. Um, except Zombieland. Well, part one was far more superior. Part yeah. two, I was not. I like I like the first zombie. part two, but that's another story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> part two was okay. It just wasn't part one for me. But anyways, um, yeah, no, I I did enjoy this film. Um, I did. 
I personally liked it better than Suicide Squad. Um, I thought Suicide Squad was just really... I don't know. I don't want to say a dub, but bad writing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just. Yeah, it was. You're right. It was pointless. <laughs> it like, was. like you put together this please, team. Please, please don't think that I was saying Suicide Squad. Yeah, no, no, I know. Like okay, you okay. put it, you put together this team only to have one member of the team become the main antagonist. <laughs> and then all of a sudden yeah. this team is against that. What? Like, I don't know. I just thought it was st- <laughs> really stupid. I just didn't. Yeah. Didn't like it. But anyways, uh, this this film I actually did enjoy. Um, will I ever watch it again? I probably won't go out of my way to watch it again. But if I saw it on like, you know, TV, I and I was flipping by, I would probably stop and watch it. But yeah. um, before you give your rating, before, yeah, you, yeah. before you sum up, uh, I just I, one thing I just thought of too. Yeah. If you're a parent, if you're a parent and you're thinking about taking your kids to no. this movie, no, no, no. Uh, it has as, swearing. Not 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 just that. There's a Violence. scene where there's a scene where she uses cocaine and it makes her super powered in a fight. That's true. Yeah, I uh, forgot like about that. It, yeah, yeah, it, you're right. It absolutely glorifies drug use. Yeah. Um and and it's it's very violent and gory. Uh, gory like we said yeah. uh, on a to a degree. Um but um yeah, don't take your kids. Anyway, no, go ahead. definitely not for kids. Uh I would give it a six and a half out of ten. So yeah, it, above that's above still, average. It's still pretty low for you, even though you enjoyed it. That's still yeah, pretty no, low. Like, for you. like I said, like it's not a film that like I would ever go out of my way to watch again. But I didn't, I didn't hate it. Okay, <laughs> okay. so put it that way, I didn't hate it. Harley so, yeah. Quinn, Birds, Birds of Prey. Although uh, Kev liked it a little more than me, yeah. we, neither of us uh, are really recommending this movie too hard, unless you're already a Harley Quinn. Yeah, fan. if you're, we agree if, on that. Yeah, absolutely. If you're a fan of the DC universe. And you want to see a little bit more extended universe? Yeah, definitely watch it. Uh, if you're a fan of Suicide Squad, yeah, you'll like this film. But um, no, uh, other than that, no, I I wouldn't tell you to spend your money. Fair enough. Fair enough. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> there's that. Uh, there's that cold coming back. Boom! <laughs> <God>! <coughs> moving on. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Um, you went and checked out this. <coughs> This Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <clears throat> I did. So Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. Kev, you saw Sonic the Hedgehog. I did. And I'll, I'll be honest. Um, when I first saw the trailer, I was like, really? <laughs> and, you mean the original trailer? Yes, the original trailer with the really bad uh, CGI Sonic. Um, right. and, and there and, was a... I wonder, did we talk about this on the show? I can't remember. The controversy about Sonic? I don't think we did. Um. So, a little backstory. They released a, they released a trailer. Uh, I'm sure it's still on YouTube. Um, <clears throat> it would be one of the older ones from last summer. Uh, essentially, the Sonic design was horrible. He had human teeth. He had really small, beady eyes. There was um, a massive fan backlash. <clears throat> a huge fan backlash. Uh, now, now people are thinking that this is all a conspiracy, that yes. this was the same design from the beginning. They just released the, that. The tinfoil hats are out. Yeah. <laughs> they released the bad design yeah. intentionally just to get the internet talking about this about movie. About this movie. So that's the conspiracy now. <laughs> I think it's an interesting theory. It's, I think you it's know what? A- if, if that's the case, that's smart ass marketing. <laughs> Well, the only—I mean—the reason it makes most sense is because <clears throat> the final version just looks like Sonic the Hedgehog exactly. from the video game, exactly. And the and the and, and the, the cartoon, version they put right? up before, <laughs> and the version they put up before, not only did it not look like the character from the video game, yeah. it didn't look cute. No. It wasn't. It wasn't visually appealing in any way. No, it was like it was, it was ugly. It was it was creepy. creepy kind of hideous. Was, it was almost so, like the cats in the cats trailer. <laughs> right, right. Um, and Those pair, that pair, creeped me out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> when I first saw the trailer for Cats, I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. It never. 
Not me. I don't yeah. know that cat. That cat's thing. I, I I don't know. I don't get the whole thing. Like I, I'm like it. It looks like cats. It, like it looks like it looks like cats. I don't know. No, anyway. but they look too much like cats. That was the problem because I I, I, I compared I it to it. the Broadway play, right? So yeah, the Broadway play they were dressed like cats, but they were you could tell they were humans. Whatever. But they were obviously supposed to be cats, <laughs> right? They were obviously. No, but but when little, you do okay, okay, but yeah. this is what I don't understand. Why 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 don't people why aren't people saying oh now it looks like the way it always looked in my imagination because the cgi (laughs) like allowed them to do what they couldn't do on the broadway stage but instead instead people are upset by that people are like it didn't work it looks too much (laughs) like it would have looked in our imagination it's like it's like no now it looks like the thing that it was always intended to look like and you don't like it they but you like, like but, cats with human faces, dude. That, okay, that, that was uh, look. I, I will. I will say this. I never understood why there were fans of cats in the first place. Even as a child, <laughs> I always thought cats was the dumbest musical that you could possibly. Yo, like, did, you did you ever watch cats? Did you ever go? Yeah. Okay. Not live. Not live. That's I what I mean. Cats live. On, like, come on. on I saw cats live back in the day. Okay. And that fucking play was the shit. All right. Like on a, like on a class trip you went. Probably? No, I think my dad took me. If I remember really? correctly, it was either my dad took me or I went with like one of my ex ex anyway. girlfriends. I can't remember, <laughs> but I did see cats like live in in theater. And okay. yeah, no, it was a good, it was a good play. And that was like one of those first it's got some plays. Good songs. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. That was like one of those first plays that like introduced me to theater. And uh, now I absolutely love theater. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. but anyway. For, for me, for me, it was Phantom <laughs> of the Opera on class trips. Uh, okay. I've never saw Phantom. I but, saw it uh, like three times, I think, on class trips. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I never saw Phantom. But we were talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. Right. Sonic the Hedgehog. Not, not the, the conspiracy theory was yeah. that they put out the bad footage intentionally to get people talking about Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah. the movie, because because really, would anybody be talking about this movie if there yeah. wasn't some weird controversy? Because, like, I didn't, I honestly, Sonic is not a game that I was ever really into, oh, and I, I didn't, I don't think of it as, like, um, a ten pool kind of thing, but I guess yeah. it is for some people. No, I I grew up with Sonic. Like I actually played more Sonic than I did Mario Brothers. Really? Yeah. So I which Sonic had... Sonic type? Which hit me with the what games? Uh, the first three. Uh, so okay. I played Sonic one, two, and three. Um, so uh, the original one, uh, I I still think I have it on on my Sega. Um, part two, I know for sure. And I think that was the one where they introduced Tails, if I remember correctly. I can't I remember know. if it was part two or three. I'm drawing a blank. Okay. But anyways, no, I like the first three. I absolutely, I, I love those games. So, <laughs> so going into this, going into this, you had I, I was a Sonic. Yeah, I was a Sonic the Hedgehog fan. All right. So and going into feel? this, yeah, no, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. So, um, it, <laughs> okay. So when he's like in his like. So it kind of starts off with him in like this like next land. So it's like the land that's in the games, and okay. to me that felt amazing. But of okay. course they took they took this two D like side scrolling game, uh, which had basically no narrative or no real story, and they brought yeah. a story to it, which I thought was great. Like I was yeah. actually really impressed with how they did this. Right, so they introduced like this like character at the beginning, which had absolutely nothing to do with any of the Sonic games that I knew of, and they yeah. um and they introduced like, uh, you know how in the games uh that he collects those rings, yeah, they introduced the ring as like a teleport um like a a thing to teleport from world to world, which I thought was cool because they never did that in the game, you right. know what I mean? The rings he just collected the rings and they never explained why he was. Collecting these fucking rings, right, right, right. <laughs> Other than to like, um, I guess when he when he hits something, the rings were his second chance to live. Essentially, you know right. what I mean. So that's literally what the rings represented in the game. <laughs> they didn't represent anything otherwise. So right. yeah, no, they brought like this story to. Uh, they brought like they, like, I guess they. No, that is a cool treatment of this of the yeah, game, right? No, because like in, in the game, I remember a little bit mm-hmm. when the, in the game when when you get hit, 
you lose your rings, you lose and your then rings. if you, and then if you get hit with no rings, then you die, yeah, right? You die exactly, right? So that's a that's a great creative way to write that mm-hmm. into this into the story. That is very cool, right? So they introduce that, um, and then the whole Doctor Robotnik, which is played by Jim Carrey, who Jim did Carrey. a who did a great job. Uh, he was very reminiscent of like Jim Carrey of the past. Yep, um, like the Jim Carrey we grew up with. You know what I mean? That's essentially the Jim Carrey that we got. <laughs> as Dr. Robotnik. <clears throat> so his character was great. Um, great development with his character. Um, he was like this arrogant like scientist who was like, you know what I mean? And yeah, yep. it was cool. Um, so essentially uh, the whole thing is uh, Sonic is like in hiding on Earth. And then um, so they kind of made him an alien in this movie. And um, he's in hiding on Earth. And then he like... Um, I don't know if you want me going to like spoilers here. Whatever. Yeah, spoil it away, man. So spoiler alert. Um, basically he does something and he makes himself known that, um, that there was a disturbance of some kind of alien disturbance on the, on planet. And, uh, it narrows down to like this hometown, which I'm drawing a blank on the name right now. Uh, they, re- they say it like throughout the entire film. Um, the guy that plays, um, Cyclops is basically the sheriff of this little hick town. And, um, Sonic actually like, you know, he like, he, they show him like, like looking through his window and stuff like that. Like I said, he was in hiding at first. So he's like looking through his window, like watching like, um, him and his girlfriend or his wife, whatever, like watching TV. And he like admires them because he's like the sheriff of this town. And he's always playing with like, um, he's always like playing with like his donuts and stuff like that, which is very stereotypical for a cop. But anyways, so he calls them like, um, the donut Lord or something like that. <laughs> right. <coughs> so anyways, um, and then eventually after he creates this disturbance, when they call in like the scientists and all this stuff and Dr. Robotnik is the main one that they bring in. Um, eventually he goes to his, I guess his house because I guess he figures, that's a place where he can hide. And then, of course, uh, the um, Cyclops finds him. And then, you know, eventually, like, they start communicating. Like, I'm not going to go into, like, full story mode or anything. But they start communicating. And he tells them what's going on. So he tries to help Sonic, right? So then it turns into him helping Sonic, trying to leave, um, get his rings, because he lost his rings, and try to um, get to another world so he can... Uh, not be harmed by this Dr. Robotnik. And like I said, it's it's a cute story. Like, they become friends, <laughs> right, on this journey. And and like I said, like, the way that they did Sonic, I was actually really, really impressed. And I just really enjoyed this film. So, so yeah, no, um, I'm not going to go give away so the you, ending or anything, but, yeah. You recommend, no. you recommend parents take their kids to this? Uh, 100. So, yeah. um so I, myself, the girlfriend and her son, we all went to go see it and the son absolutely loved it. It was like, he's seven. So it's like eye candy for him. Right. So yep. it's bright. It's colorful. Um, there's a lot of com- uh, comedy in it. Uh, there's some, uh, I'm not saying there's a lot of like comedy geared towards adults, right? but there is some and you totally like, yeah, it's just appealing to all ages. Cool. So yeah, no, I thought they did a great job with uh, with a with a game that literally had no story, right? It's kind of cool. like um, Transformers. I don't know if you knew this, but the Americans invented invented the names. <laughs> the Americans yeah. invented the story. All yeah. like the the Japanese invented the robots. They yeah. invented all these like transforming things. Those Americans are like, hey, that's cool. Can we buy this? And they put a story to it, and that's essentially what this movie was like. So yeah, no, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. Ooh. My only uh, my only thing that I really thought they were gonna do in this movie, <laughs> so flashback to like twenty plus years ago, uh, my friend bought the game, so he brought it to my house. He's like, "Hey, I got this new game, Sonic the Hedgehog." Blah blah. I'm like, "All right, cool, let's play." So he brought over his Genesis, and as soon as he uh, it was brand new, fresh out of the package, he opened it up here, he put it in. And as soon as we flipped on the Genesis, the Sega thing came up, right? So the you right. know how like usually when you play video games, the the name of the computer or whatever comes up. Yep. So the Sega thing came up, and his voice went Sega. Now 
and we both looked at each other and just started laughing. It was just like, hit reset. We got to hear that again. And the reason why that was so, so cool was back in the day, video games didn't talk, kids. Yeah. (laughs) Video games did not have voices. They had subtitles. So to hear a video game actually say Sega was like groundbreaking to us. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. So that's one of the things like I'll never forget. Like when we first played the first Sonic the Hedgehog was that. There you go. So, yeah. uh, I thought that was a missed opportunity right at the beginning. They had the Sega logo. I was waiting for Sega. So, unfortunately, it didn't happen. That was my only. That was my only real gripe with the film. That would have been dope if they opened the movie that <laughs> oh, way. Oh, absolutely right! Just like the original video game. Did Did Sega get a logo on there anywhere? Do yeah, they yeah. own any? Any? Okay. Yeah, right at the beginning. You know how like Marvel does like their thing. So they had like all these yeah. different Genesis games playing and whatever with Sonic as well. Oh yeah. Panned out and it said spelled Sega. So that was cool. Cool. Yeah. cool. I'm actually going to see this movie. I'm because I am <laughs> curious. I, I want to see this classic Jim Carrey performance that everybody's talking yeah, about. No, like I say, um, uh, he did a great job. So yeah, no no complaints with uh, um, Jim Carrey there. Fellow Canadian, um, yeah. I like to point out. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. The great Jim, the great Jim Carrey. Yes, um, absolutely. Uh, so yeah. So. You're gonna wrap up your, yeah. your review. Yeah, no, I think I'm good. Um, yeah, I think I, I pretty much said everything I wanted to say. Um uh stay don't stay to the I didn't stay to the very end, but there's a mid credit scene. Uh if you're a fan of the game, you'll love it. Um it it brings in something from the games, which was really cool. Um so yeah, uh other than that, um yeah, I would give this one probably a seven out of ten. So, yeah, I think that's where cool. I stay with this one. Cool. Uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing it, and um, <coughs> I'm glad to hear that it's good. <clears throat> yeah. No, like I said, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was, a, it was a pleasant surprise. Cool. So. so Kev recommends go out and see Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. It, is, it, it broke the record for, I guess, the biggest, uh, biggest opening weekend of, of any video game movie. Yeah. Bigger so than Double that... Dragon? What the fuck? <laughs> I guess somehow I wonder somehow if they it was pulled it bigger up. than Mortal Kombat. Actually, the original. They, well, this is what people are saying. I yeah. don't know. I haven't done, I haven't done my own research to yeah. look it up, so I don't want to say a hundred percent. But but apparently, yeah. people who I trust are saying it. So All right. <clears throat> anyway, All take right. that as you, take that as you will. There so you moving on. Boom, God! <laughs> Star Trek Picard is Picard. up to episode up to episode four episode completed. Four. Yeah. Uh, that that's almost halfway through the entire season one. There's going to be 11 episodes total. Okay. Um, so we are looking forward to episode five this week. Mm-hmm. But here we are in the story, and <clears throat> where we are at episode four uh, is um, to me, uh, I don't know. I'm you know you know I was very excited for this show, mm-hmm. and um, I was very positive on it when it when it kicked off. Mm-hmm. Um, I really I really enjoyed episode one anyway. Um, and um as it goes on i'm i'm having more and more issues with it uh you know okay. i i don't want to throw it away yet i don't think i might ever throw it away because i think i'm always going to want to watch patrick stewart uh playing this character okay. um i you know i think i'm always going to love patrick stewart playing this character um i but uh, man some stuff is starting to bug me about the show uh and i i hope it's going to get better i i do um I, I think it's taking too long. We are four episodes in, and I think we have just finished introducing the cast of the show. I think right. episode four, we met Elnor, um, who is this young Romulan character who kind of reminds me of the new Data. He's like almost the opposite of Data Elnor. He's this he's this uh, this Romulan warrior who follows a religion uh, called where they where they live by absolute candor, which means um, they communicate their emotions honestly without any thought. So they're pure emotional beings, kind of the opposite of a, of a Vulcan, mm. uh, who are purely logical beings. Uh, these, th- this sect of Romulans that, uh, this Elno character is from, um, they're purely emotional, absolute candor. So we've got this character who is now, um, he's young. He's kind of, a uh, um, uh, 
he's we're obviously going to see his coming of age kind of story and right. it just reminds it just reminds me of the introdu- introduction of data uh, uh, really a lot at the beginning of gener- of next generation this elnor character but um that's not till episode 4 mm-hmm. uh, back up back the truck way up at the end of episode 1 um <clears throat> captain picard uh, we you know we'd been introduced to him living his life uh uh back at his family's uh vineyard in france um and uh, he's drawn into this story of intrigue um, by this girl who shows up. She's in danger. She needs his help. Uh, he figures out that this girl is somehow Data's daughter. Yeah. Um, and Captain Picard, for the last 20 years, has been mourning the loss of Data. It really, really took a number, did a number on him. Um, and that, plus the incident that happened with uh, the Romulan evacua- evacuation and the attack of the synths and... And the Federation uh, refusing to rescue the Romulans after the attack of the Synths, that made him quit Starfleet. So mm-hmm. it was all that combined that gave the, the big dramatic weight to all of this. And it's a lot. Um, you know, um, I, for me, my, my earliest disappointment here is that we're really lacking any connection to the Next Generation cast legitimately on the show. Like, they're mentioned, they're visited... Um, but they're, but they should be a part of this man's life. Like it's really bugging me that Jordy LaForge is not a part of this story because right. as, as bonded as Jean-Luc Picard was to data, Jordy LaForge was equally as bonded to data and well, equally would be equally emotionally involved in this. Don't dismiss it yet. Cause it could happen, right? He You're could. right. It, I, I don't think it's happening in season one. I've seen, right. I've seen no mention of LeVar Burton. Okay. Uh, being involved with this at all. I don't see his name on IMDb connected to this at all. I see Jonathan Frakes. I see Marina Sirtis. It could be a um, surprise though, right? So it, it could, I guess, I guess, but I want LeVar Burton to be on this crew. I want him to be in every episode of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, it's, it's bugging me that he's not a part of the story. Like my Jean-Luc Picard, if he found out that data had a daughter, had twin daughters, one of them was murdered and he was going to rescue the other one. Would absolutely call Jordy LaForge, right? Like it, and and the fact that we're being introduced to all these new characters, and we're kind of ignoring the natural bonds that this character that we know would naturally have in his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of breaking my suspension of disbelief a little bit okay. um, that we're doing that. But <clears throat> put that aside. That's my own little beef. Um, Let's talk about the characters that we do have in this show. We have mm-hmm. Rafi. We have Rafi, who is a, another Starfleet officer who uh, was drummed out of Starfleet when Picard uh, quit because she was like, I don't know if she was like his number one, but she was on his crew uh, helping to evacuate the Romulans. It was very important to her to rescue these Romulans as well. Mm-hmm. And when Picard quit, uh, she was fired because she wasn't going to stand down and, and give up on her goal of rescuing uh, Romulus. Um, so there was a lot of tension between them. She was mad at Picard for quitting when she didn't want to quit. She wanted to keep fighting. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, a little kind of story liberties I felt there. I felt like my Captain Picard wouldn't have done that. He wouldn't have walked away for 20 years um, and just gone to cry on his vineyard. Um, and and this Rafi character is right to be pissed at him because that was kind of a shitty move. Um, mm. But... Uh, um, you know, take it or leave it. Rafi is there uh, to be like his strong uh, companion, his strong-willed companion, who's going to you know bump up against him every once in a while, test him every once in a while. But uh, you know, will always be a faithful companion. I can tell. Um, uh, the character I think had a little bit of a shaky start, but um, I like that she's got a little bit of a drug problem. She's a little bit dark. She's a little bit broken, mm-hmm. uh, and I hope that they use that. Um, uh, they haven't really yet too much, but um, we also have Dr. Girardi, who was uh, introduced to us back in episode one. Uh, she ends up joining the crew. I think they all come together in episode three. Uh, you know, Rafi introduces us to Captain Rios and his ship. Uh, I, oh, damn! I don't have the name of the ship. Damn! No, I, I should have that. Yeah, um, no, but. Uh, Captain Rios is another character who's interesting and has a lot of potential. Um, he really reminds me of kind of Wolverine at first. He's got that. He's got Han Solo. 
no. Uh, maybe you could. No, no. More Wolverine than Han Solo. Yeah, he's okay. darker. He's darker. He's darker and more damaged than Han Solo. Yeah. Um, and and he's sitting there smoking a big fat cigar. Yeah. And and he's got a shot glass and a bottle of whiskey. And you know, just like you, Wolverine in ninety five percent of the comics. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's got a dark past that we're hinted at, but we're, but we don't have explained yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and he lives on this ship by himself, uh, and he's got a crew of holograms, which I dig. Okay, now uh, one a thing that crew, or is it just the one? I kind of just thought. No, it was the he's one. got a, he's got a few holograms. We've okay. seen we've seen a couple now. He's got the hospitality hologram, but he's also got a pilot hologram that he was talking to. Mm-hmm. And who knows how, how? I feel like he's probably got an entire crew of holograms to run the ship when he's when he's alone on it but yeah, okay. no, um, i kind of thought it was just the one just that kept reappearing right um but <clears throat> no it's actually a couple of different ones um yeah, okay. but they all look like him yeah. which is like which is a cool little move that the show does so they get this one actor to play a bunch of different roles yeah. um but he does a good job um and it's 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 fun it's definitely uh, i'm enjoying uh captain rios and his ship and i'm learning i'm looking forward to learning more about his past and and getting into that and um uh, and uh, the interplay between him and Dr. Gerardi, I think, is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like an annoying, uh, nerdy character who's kind of lost on a spaceship um, and um, <clears throat> gives us a little bit of comic relief because she's bored on their journey. Right. Um, you know, it's a likable cast and, and crew. And, you know, it rounds out in episode four when they go to this planet where Picard has a past. It's a planet where there's a Romulan uh, resettlement effort going on. And when the whole thing breaks down, uh, he is yanked out of there. And uh, he had relationships with people there, people who counted on him, and he left them behind, too. Mm-hmm. So they're they're pissed at him the same way Raffi is. And he's got to... Uh, resolve these issues because he needs their help in you know his ultimate quest is to find the doctor uh the scientist who uh was the roboticist who is responsible for uh creating the data's offspring these twins who these twins who are the focus of the story um it's uh dr maddox is his name and he's actually a character from the next generation from way back um in uh, one of my favorite episodes, Measure of a Man, which we talked about before, mm-hmm. which is the one where they have the trial, which establishes that Data has the same rights as anyone else, any other sentient being. Um, same character. Uh, that's who we're looking for anyway. Um, that's the quest. Uh, because eventually he will lead us to the girl, hopefully. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then the very end. Okay, so we uh, a lot of this episode, episode four, is dealt with him... Um, resolving his issues with these Romulans who he abandoned and recruiting this young man, Elnor, who he knew as a child and then was supposed to rescue as well and then just disappeared on him and left him there on this world. Um, So, uh, you know, we get Picard working out his backstory with these characters. Um, While the main story of the show is kind of slowed down a little bit it, it's I, my biggest problem with the show is pacing so far we've spent four episodes now um introducing and dealing with backstory while the main plot of the show which is the this this girl this data's daughter and the quest to rescue her because there's a romulan plot to murder her mm-hmm. um it's really not moving forward. It's being revealed to us gradually. Like we're shown Soji, the girl that he's trying to rescue is one of the main characters on the show. We see her life every episode of the show, mm-hmm. but Picard doesn't know where she is. So we're watching her life unfold, but we're also watching Picard desperately search for her. And it feels like it's like, there's a feeling starting to build in me of, okay, when is he going to find her? When is this actually going to get going? Right. I feel like it's, it's, it's all introduction to the point where Picard's got to find her, right? And I don't, I don't, I feel like that's not going to happen maybe until the end of the season. Maybe this entire season is just going to be Picard finding her. That's, that's kind of why I kind of took it. And to me, that. that's just like weird damn pacing. It's yeah. taken, it's taken, it's, it took three episodes for them to be on a spaceship traveling in space. So, I mean, it really felt like Star Trek at that point, finally to me, yeah. um, instead of some weird like Star Trek thing. It, it you know and finally okay it's Star Trek now we're traveling to other worlds now, um, but the weird slow unfolding of it all is just it's taken too long and and 
and I, I hope we're done. Now that Seven of Nine has joined the crew at the very end of episode four, I hope that's our whole crew. I hope we're done with, oh my God, look who it is. Oh my God. Like, or who's this new character? Now we got to get to know them. I hope the plot is just going to move forward now with this cast of characters. And we're going to get some serious progress, some serious development in the plot instead of, oh my God, here's Soji. Oh my God, the Romulans want to kill her. Oh my God, is Picard going to find her? Um, you know, I guess maybe ne- I guess I'm wrong because next episode we got to meet Maddox and then we got to go through his whole character thing and getting to know where you know what's going on with him with 20 years and then mm-hmm. and then I guess he's going to give them the clue that leads them in the direction of Soji. Um, I don't know. I, I, like I think the, the my biggest complaint about this is plot is is plot um, timing. It's mm-hmm. it's it's the whole pacing of this entire thing. Uh, to me, it's like it feels like okay, we've had four episodes of introduction, and I don't want any more episodes to feel like introduction and backstory. I want to move forward. But um, uh, besides all my gripes and complaints, uh, it's still a fun Star Trek show. Um, it's think, still. Uh, you think they should have made this into a movie opposed to like a eleven episode show? Then maybe. No, no, yeah. no. I yeah. want to. I want a series uh, on the air. I do. Yeah. I want to. I, I want to look forward to something every week, um, and I want long form storytelling. Okay. Um, well, you're getting that. I I I, <laughs> I, I am. I am. I, I feel like maybe maybe the transition is a bit jarring from the way Star Trek The Next Generation right. would tell a story to the way but those Star Trek like Picard more, is telling a story. Those were more like confined episodes though, right? Because it would be like right. one episode story, next episode different story, next episode yes, different story. Yes, and then but, but, one episode might be two parts. But stories did have consequences that affected later on stories, right? right. There, there, still, there still was a narrative thread of some kind. Yeah. Right. Uh, it, was, it was more episodic. You're right. It was, it was set up problem, you know, resolution yeah. every episode. And sure. Um, but on a, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it's, it's a different kind of writing. You're absolutely right. And I, and I should have different expectations from it. You're absolutely right. right. Um, I just feel a little bit confined and restrained by it right now. I hope it, I hope it picks up a little bit. Okay. I, <laughs> so, uh, as you know, uh, going into this, I'm more of like a fan of the Star Trek movies. I was yes. never like hardcore into the shows by any means. Um, yes. I, I explained this in past episodes. But anyways, um, just out of curiosity, um, do you find the swearing in the show necessary? Do you think it's... Does it take you um, out of it? Because I know no. sometimes when they swear, I'm like, "This is fucking Star Trek. Why are they swearing?" You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, no. Honestly, I, I kind of like it because yeah. it does does feel like it adds it, an it adult does, element. It adds, it adds a touch of a verisimilitude because mm-hmm. uh, in the future we'll still have swearing. Like yeah, you yeah, know, like it's. I I don't I don't know I I. The, uh, it is an issue, obviously, because I do have a problem with it being it feeling too much like comp, like current day. Like I do mm-hmm. want the twenty fourth century to feel really, really different right. from the twenty first century. Right? It's a long way in the future, yeah. and th- like the 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 times when this show annoys annoys me the most are the times when it's too much like common day, or and when stuff like like the Romulans on their relocation planet, they're living in the dirt and squalor and. Mm-hmm. They're they're like they're like Syrian refugees in the desert, and it's and I get it. It's an image that people will 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 recognize, and and maybe you're making social commentary relevant to today. <laughs> but in the 24th century, the Romulans have a, a galactic empire of their own. They mm-hmm. have they had technology to travel the stars thousands of years before mankind did. So like Romulus would be fine. Like they would they would relocate. They have they have the ability to just they have replicators mm-hmm. you know they could just boom new building boom new spaceship yeah. you know boom everything we need um they wouldn't be living in the dirt they yeah. wouldn't be poor you and they what? wouldn't need they wouldn't need rescuing so the whole plot from 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 the word jump from from the beginning mm-hmm. is kind of like if you focus on it too much if you try to like like analyze it too much it does fall apart unfortunately yeah. um my love of this show is going to be just based on the love of the characters mm-hmm. and and not focusing too much on I thought verisimilitude. It was, I thought it was very interesting in episode 
I want to say, I think it was four when he went back to the planet and it was like segregated. <laughs> yes. We don't see uh, Rob, Romulan's only. Romulan's only. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I thought that uh, was very interesting how they kind of like threw that in there. Uh, that this planet kind of went. They're, take, the, they're yeah, taking they're taking on these social issues. Way. Yeah, they're taking on these social issues, um, and and yeah, they're comment they're commentating on modern day times, mm-hmm. uh, which is a it's a it's it's a tough line to walk when you're writing science fiction. You know, mm-hmm. it's it, it, we're in the 24th century. We have to make sure that we keep it in the 24th century. I think, yeah. um, and I, I hope they do more. They do more to do that. Also, um, uh, what'd you think of Order sixty six in episode uh, two? I think it was. <laughs> Remember when, the- <laughs> uh, when they show the robot uprising? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, I liked it. It was pretty. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah, so we see the events of this big uh, synth uprising, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's Mars. It's the the uh the planitia i forget the utopia planitia uh shipyards where they're building the rescue fleet that they need to go rescue the romulans even though the romulans would never need rescuing in the first place like right. i said but um this is the plot okay so they've got they've got these androids and they're obviously based on technology from data right yeah, uh yeah. they they show the androids in action and um and they all kind of are a little bit reminiscent of Data. They're not. Mm-hmm. They're they're a little bit less human in appearance than Data. They've all got numbers stamped on their forehead, right. and they're kind of like what Picard warned of back in that Measure of a Man episode. They're kind of like a slave race, mm-hmm. right? They're yeah, just yeah. they're just our our servants. They're there because they can do way more work than us, yeah. and um, they show like they they keep a bunch of them like living in one room. Just standing there, just waiting to be activated yeah. in the morning. Um, so they're not they don't they don't live like data live, like they don't live as human beings. They live as servants to human yeah. beings. Yeah. Um, and you see what happens in the robot uprising, and it looks like the robots are taken over remotely somehow. Yeah. You can see like they show the robot's eye and it looks like he's downloading something and then all of a sudden he turns really violent and he kills everybody yeah. and um, all the robots do that at the same time. Except they kill themselves opposed to... And then they kill yeah, themselves. Yeah. But the, no, they blow up the shipyards, they kill a lot of people and then they all kill themselves. Yeah. Um, it was a really cool scene, I thought. Uh, and um, the robot uprising was, was cool to watch. Yeah. Uh. And it is kind of in line, like I said, with that measure of a man plot line uh, that we laid out in the next generation, which was Picard warned, you know, we have to treat these these um, synthetic life forms as equals. They are sentient. They are the same as us. They yeah. cannot become our slave race. And it kind of shows you, look, they did kind of become our slave race. And this was a consequence. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. Um, you know, I think that, that, that we're going to find out that they were all taken over by by maybe uh, these Romulans um, who hate synthetic life and want to wipe out all synthetic life from the galaxy or from mm-hmm. the universe. Um, I guess we'll see. I, we don't know. This is all the mystery that's going to unravel. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, and uh, the, yeah, this 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 storytelling style of this show is it right it's like we found out about all of this in the first episode and then as the as the season goes on we get a little more detail a little more detail a little more detail Mm -hmm. it's basically just explaining the first episode for the whole season (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) um but a lot of it is good i don't want to i don't want to shit on it it's it's still it's a fun star trek show it definitely is like i dig I dig all of it. I like. I like. I said. I dug that robot up, uprising. I dig the ship that they're on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I dig the holograms uh, uh, that crew the ship. Um, I, I dig that that they've kind of updated the way they use transporter technology a little bit. Right? Picard always beams while he's walking. Now mm-hmm. he doesn't stand there and wait to be beamed. Right? He, he beams while walking, yeah. and you know that's cool. It's more natural. It's kind of the kind of the kind of the way we would do things. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's a fun Star Trek show. Still, I still I like it better than Discovery. I think, mm-hmm. uh, even though I like Discovery better than most people, uh, Discovery had a, to me the biggest problem was it kept responding to audience reaction. It kept changing, and it was a different show like every episode. Oh, really? Okay. Um, I, so, never, I never watched any of it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we don't need to talk about that. Yeah, it's so. kind of 
it's kind of over. But um, <laughs> all good. Where I'm at, where I'm at with Star Trek Picard is, um, I want the pacing to pick up a little bit, and um, I want the whole storyline with Soji to move forward a little mm-hmm. bit. I want Picard to find her, basically. Um, and, um, but I'm still enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not down on it. I don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not negative on it yet. Even I'm, though I've probably I'm, I've said a lot of negative things about it today. I'm impartial. <laughs> um, I'm impartial. So you um, you just you just were never too passionate. No, or too I really. Angry, yeah, anyway. no, I really. I was never really a hardcore Star Trek fan. And yep. like I said, um, literally just watching it just so we can talk about it on this show. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm more, Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not. I don't mind it. Um, like I said, like so, a lot of the stuff in it, I know. Um, like you said, um, it kind of reverts back to Next Generation. But again, I didn't watch enough Next Generation to pick up on it. Right. Right. So um, what I'm watching, uh, obviously, I know Picard. Like I knew Picard, obviously. But um, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I think the kid. Sorry, the, the uh, little samurai kid. What's what did you say his name is again? Raffi. No, no. Uh, it's El- Elnor. Elnor. I, I'm it's digging. Like, I'm so far. I'm digging that kid. Like uh, when yeah. he chopped off that dude's head. Yep. And then Picard like fucking reamed them. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. Like I thought that was great. Like I thought that was right. really cool. Uh, I wasn't expecting his head to like fall off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was really uh, it was a cool. Moment. I don't. I don't think there were any decapitations on the next generation. Mm, yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> no, remember no, any decapitations. No f. No f. Bombs. Yeah. No decapitations. Yeah. So this, this, this um, show so this is definitely taking risks, is, right? So yeah, 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 for sure. So for sure. Um, um, and and you know what? Again, back to me that elnor character mm-hmm. i like it feels like a parallel to the setup of data whereas mm-hmm. in for for data picard takes him under his wing becomes like a father figure and teaches him about emotion yeah uh this is the opposite he's got to teach this kid to control his emotion you know right. like you don't just cut somebody's head off because they threaten me mm-hmm. you know you you will you will wait and listen to what i say yeah. you know i will decide when it's time to be violent and when it's not yeah. um you know um and the fact that he's kind of got to keep control on this kid mm-hmm. um it, yeah it feels it feels very data s to me he's naive he's wide-eyed just like data was okay. um but his problem is kind of the opposite problem. But he's also a little bit super powered, like yeah. Data was, right? So um, uh, I think that I think that's going to be the real, uh, a, a focused relationship on this show, and um, have a lot of parallels to Picard and Data from Next Generation. Right. Okay. So personally, right. but we got to wrap up uh, here anyway. Yeah. Um, for me, like I said, I'm still really positive on Star Trek Picard. Um, so far, I, I, it's hard to give a rating because I'm rating half of a season. Yeah, I was going to uh, say I can't remember if we rated the first episode or not. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know either. I, we don't need to do episode by episode ratings, no. really. I'm, I'm still, I'm still like, I'm a seven point five out of ten for me. I think as, mm. as a, as a floating uh, appreciate appreciation scale uh, number. Okay. Um, but um, and I, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing where this is going. Still, I'm going to hang in with the show uh, for sure. Like I said, as long as Patrick Stewart is playing this character, I'll be watching. Yeah, um, fair enough. And uh, and there's still a lot of potential here for me. Yeah, I really had no idea what direction this show was going to go. Like, <clears throat> like especially from the trailers, I just thought it was going to be him sitting on a fucking winery all fucking <laughs> for uh, another another thing is that <laughs> is that they put they put the his winery, vineyard yeah, in, in the, in the uh, hollow hollow the ship. So his vineyard is in every episode, and that that bugs me. That does bug me. Uh, they, they're using <laughs> they're using the office from his vineyard basically yeah. as his office, like 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 they used his ready room in the Next Generation on the Enterprise. Yeah, okay. Uh, so where he would have his ready room conversations with his crew in the in Next Generation, he's having them in his vineyard office <laughs> on, on a spaceship. It's weird. I don't yeah. like that part. But anyway, I go have ahead. No problem with that. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I I really had no idea what direction the show was going to go. Um, really, really didn't. Um, then again, my my expectations were obviously not super high or anything either, right? Because I'm not like I said, like I'm not a diehard uh, yeah. Star Trek. I don't want to say Trekkie because you know it might get some slack because yeah. apparently it's Trekker and not Trekkie. But anyways. It Depends on what you're a fan of. It's it's like it's like it's like original trilogy fans versus, anyway. Yeah, yeah, the whole enough. thing. 
Okay, so anyways, uh, never I've never been a huge Star Trek fan, but like I said, I I I've I watched every single movie that's ever come out. So yeah, um, seven for me. If I have to give a rating, um, I I think the show is fine. I'm not bored with it. So yeah, no, I'm 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 good. I'm 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 curious right. to see where it goes. See if he finds the girl. So right. I'm sure he will. So yeah, all right. Yeah. Seven seven point five for me, seven out of ten from Kevin. <clears throat> live, live long and prosper to Star Trek Picard. We will see you next week. Boom! <laughs> Go. But we have to wrap up this episode of Too Old for This Podcast. Yeah. So that's all for episode forty-three. Uh unless unless there's anything uh I have I have I have uh forgotten, Kevin. Uh off the top of the head. Uh, apparently Indiana Jones starts shooting in a couple months. Other than that, yep. I saw that somewhere. Um, other than that, uh, I can't really think of any other really nerdy, fantastic news. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks for listening. Oh, um, we'll be back. I do. I do have something actually. Sorry. Um, fucking. Uh, what's her name again? Oh my god, the boss in WWE. Uh, the black girl. Oh my god. Apparently, she's going to be in Mandalorian season two. Yes. Sasha uh, Banks. Isaac. Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. Okay. <coughs> so, yeah. WWE I, I thought, fans rejoice. <laughs> I thought that was kind of uh, an interesting cast, uh, casting choice to put Sasha Banks in uh, The Mandalorian. I um, guess. And I'm guessing she's going to fight uh, Cara Dune. That's, that's my, that's my well, guess. Because yes, that would just make sense, right? Or maybe be like a <laughs> team up with Cara Dune. Oh, or yeah. she's definitely gonna, yeah. you know, probably going to be a Cara Dune like character. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, my first instinct was fight Cara Dune. Right. right? But, um, but yeah. No, well, never maybe know. she'll it, fight her and then team up. I with think her. it'll be an arch nemesis. That's what I think. Okay. We'll yeah, see. That's we will point. see Mandalorian season there. two coming up in November. Yeah. But thanks for listening. That's all the time we have for tonight. Yes. Uh, unless there's any questions uh, from the group chat um, before we go. Um, yeah, maybe. That's the end? That's right. That's the end, Janet. But we'll be back soon for episode 44. So please, please keep your eyes open for our next post. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash tool for this podcast. Spelled with a two and a four. Check us out on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash tool for this pod. Spelled with a two and a four. We love you. Thank you for listening. And until next time, just chill. Till the next episode.